The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Well, this feature is brought to you by the Department of Economic Development, Tourism and Environmental Affairs. Uh, the KwaZulu-Natal government today is holding its first ever sitting of the Climate Change and Sustainable Development Council. Uh, they'll be focusing on the mitigation of natural disasters that have hit the province. While well, joining us for this conversation is Supumelele Noele, who is the Chief Director, Environmental Management at the KZN Department of Economic Development, Tourism and Environmental Affairs. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, Kathy, and to your listeners. And uh, thank you very much for having me. Sure, it's a pleasure to have you on. Let's talk about, firstly, some of the natural disasters that KZN has been faced with within the last couple of years that have actually pushed you to look at this uh, situation more closely. Uh, There's been a couple of them. Um, First, we experienced um, coastal erosion, that ran uh, from Deben up to Umhlanga. We saw a lot of uh, um, coastal um, uh, um, uh, developments being washed away, people's houses and businesses and so on and so on. And later on, we have been um, um, experiencing a lot of floods, um, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, around the areas of Deben in the main, Wamashu, Deben, Lots of destruction uh, to people's properties and mm-hmm. uh, people's businesses. Um, but um, maybe notably, um, what happened in um, late um, 20, 2019, where we experienced three uh, tornadoes, almost one after the other, within a space of about um, 30 days. Um, that was pretty shocking for us because it's totally unprecedented. We have never experienced something like that. So they have been happening, yeah, and um, the frequency of that. Maybe also one can also mention that the drought also, uh, we mm-hmm. were also hit by the drought as well. So yeah, we are beginning to see this uh, this very unnatural um, uh, you know, weather phenomenon um, that we, we, we really haven't seen in our history. And uh, this is a, a great concern for us. Of course, what it calls for is that there needs to be uh, a level of agility, at least on the part of government in not just um, responding to the disasters, but actually being able to have mechanisms in place uh, to, to deal with whatever may come, given the changing nature of our climate. Mm-hmm. Yes, you, you're absolutely right. There is that level of agility, really, that has to be demonstrated from the side of government. And uh, I, I'm, I'm very happy to say that uh, our government, um, KZN Wazulu Natal, under the premiership, the leadership of our Honorable Premier and uh, Mr. Zikalala, is doing quite a lot uh, in the space to respond to these uh, unnatural and unprecedented um, uh, issues uh, related to, to, to climate change. Uh, but even pre- even before that, and if I may, Kathy, uh, just um, inf- inform the, our listeners that um, really the momentum started gathering uh, around uh, COP17 uh, 
we were very fortunate as a province to host that very, very momentous um, occasion, mm-hmm. um, a global occasion. So uh, I think we, we gained uh, momentum from that place because um, after that, in fact, uh, towards that conference, um, when we were just uh, preparing for that, we realized, uh, our leadership realized that we needed to have a climate change, a council, a council that is really going to be um, working towards um, responding to climate change and uh, organize, organizing everyone around this central point and, and dealing with uh, this uh, looming catastrophe. So, yeah, from that time, then um, uh, after that uh, COP, COP17, um, then uh, the, the, the council then uh, came into being. Not all of the, only that, though, there are other uh, important things that happened, uh, uh, but I, I may just pause, uh, pause right there. But in terms of the level of agility, I'd like to believe that uh, there is a clear demonstration of that level of agility uh, because then uh, from that point in time we started working uh, mainly on understanding our vulnerability and risk when it comes to these climate um, uh, related uh, uh, events. Um, so we went ahead then to conduct a vulnerability assessments for the province, province-wide, to understand which sectors um, of our province are more vulnerable than others. Um, a study came up to show that there are actually um, eight uh, vulnerable sectors that we need to be dealing with. So not only did we do that ass- assessment at the provincial level, we went further to do that assessment at the level of our districts, all our districts, including the metro, where we also did uh, our vulnerability assessments now, trying to understand now in the more localized space to mm-hmm. say what exactly are our risks and, and, and what makes us vulnerable and what it is that we can do proactively to deal with that um, a vulnerability and to increase our adaptive capacity. Let's talk about that um, adaptive capacity. As the council that is now set with, uh, you know, preparing some of the province's responses to uh, these natural disasters, what have you identified as some of the greatest risk areas? Okay, there is really um, a couple of those. Um, From the side of the province, um, I can... um, safely indicate that um, our study showed us that um, there are actually eight of those um, uh, uh, areas of, mm-hmm. uh, of, of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's our water sector. Our water sector is, is, is very vulnerable. Um, it's our um, human settlements. It's a human health. It's our biodiversity. It's our, you know, our marine and our, our coastal areas. Um, it's also our agriculture and 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 and, and, and food security, as well as um, uh, our um, uh, transport, yes, and, and infrastructure. So yes, from the side of the province, yeah, those were the main, main, main vulnerable areas. So in then having identified those, we then developed. Um, some measures now to to increase our 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 adaptive capacity specifically along those lines agriculture for example it plays a very important role in our economy here we depend quite extensively on that and not only that um our tourism is very much um leaning on our natural cap- uh, um, assets which is our natural cap- uh, capital so if we don't then deal with those vulnerabilities 
we don't only use from an environmental management or biodiversity point of view, but we also use quite significant lose quite significantly mm-hmm. from the economic side. So what, what then happened is that for each of the sectors that uh, we identified, as I indicated, we have now the interventions that we have put in place. Um, and what is happening today now, as, as you indicated, Katie, uh, we are having an inaugural session of this uh, Climate Change Council, which is really going to be the driver in terms of the implementation plans now that have been in- identified along those areas of vulnerability that we have assessed. So uh, that implementation plan then that's going to be adopted is going to be the one that is used then by government to uh, to drive its climate change response. And what is even more important is that um, with the, within that uh, Climate Change Council, it's not just government, but we have all uh, role players. We've got uh, industry, we've got business, we've got academia, we've got um, you know uh, NGOs, uh, we've got people living with disabilities, and many many um, different kinds of um, formations that we have in our society, because we believe that climate change is our responsibility. All of us. It's important that as we craft our interventions, we do it leaving no one behind. We have to be inclusive in our approach because sometimes you try to solve a problem when we're actually creating problems for other people. So what what we're doing here is that we are we need to be as inclusive enough. We need all the voices to have a platform to be heard in terms of what they think should be the solutions that would work for all of us as we try to 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 adapt to this situation. Of course, um, you know the policy making is just one aspect of it. Uh, it's also going to require budgets to make sure that the interventions to, uh, I suppose, future proof the kind of responses that the um, the provincial government, in particular, or that the KwaZulu Natal government is able to respond efficiently in in future how how much of a say do you think that you as a committee are going to have in how um money is distributed in the council going forward because it's it's hard to you know get money aside now and invested in pro- in projects that uh could well just be for something that might happen in the future yeah Good question, Kathy. But maybe if I can just clarify this one before I answer the question, uh, because I am an official uh, of government uh, mm. working for that department, I'm not necessarily the the member of the council. Myself. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. So yeah, so what we do, uh, we we provide technical uh, technical support. Yes, but then the question itself is to say, how will the council deal with the issues of resourcing a uh, budget in particular mm. to make sure that they interventions that are put in place are well resourced. Um, This uh, council then is going to um, serve as a voice now of everyone so that then in, in, in dealing with our the budgets and uh, when government deals with the budgets then they're able to take into consideration everything that needs to be done and as I indicated that um, the the strategy itself without a, a, an adequate implementation plan that is properly resor- resourced it will not work it, it will be a document that collects dust some way but what is important is that out of this engagement today that action plan is going to be discussed here by everyone and then it's going to 
going to be upon all of government to make sure that when they when they plan the issues of climate change are actually part of that there are resources in terms of money and and, and warm bodies that are attached to that and there are also time frames uh, you know within we we, we, we we work so that we can then um, be held accountable by, by everyone who is in this province so that also we are transparent in terms of what we we think in terms of how we're going to manage this just transition for the province right. and then everyone is is aware of what it is that they need to be expecting at what particular time and they can hold us accountable so this is really expanding our accountability chain so to speak so that government can also be held accountable all right Noele, let me thank you so much for your time chief director of environmental management at the kzn department of economic development tourism and environmental affairs luyanda maume standing by with your 11 o'clock news